Hi there, and welcome to this episode of the Everyday Millionaire Mindset Matters podcast, where I'm joined by my wife, Olympic mental performance coach, Stephanie Hanlon-Francie. In these episodes, Stephanie and I have a conversation about the different aspects of what we refer to as Mindset Matters, because we believe that for those who are awake, we are living in and through the most impactful time in history. Your view of the world is the filter for how you will experience the evolution and changing dynamics of it. Our intention is to provide you with ideas, nutritious food for thought, and some tools that you can use to help you in being your greatest self and living your best life. Listen in. Enjoy. Hi there, and welcome to the Everyday Millionaire Mindset Matters podcast, Stephanie. Hey, hon. So if you're listening and the sound sounds a little funny, that's because we are on the road and uh, recording on the road. So got a little bit caught off guard with our timing of doing this particular show, but we're here and we got a great topic and that's what I got to say about that. Well, I'm excited. I mean, to do this from a hotel room again, you know, maybe it's going to be a thing. Maybe it's a thing. So we'll work on uh, making sure that the sound is the best we can and our backgrounds are good, et cetera. So anyways, let's get to work. So, you know, the topic that I kind of chose was based on a very busy week of, you know, different webinars that we were doing. Of course, our member meetings, talking to real estate investors, small business owners. And then uh, we celebrated my mom's 95th birthday yesterday. Awesome. So, so happy to be able to do that. (laughs) So that meant we were talking to nieces and nephews who are in my world young, but they're now, you know, late 30s and 40 years old. So not so young. But anyways, we got into conversations about what's going on. Now, here is the point of the topic. When we look at what's happening and going on in the world, this is right at the time where now three banks have melted down. We've got so much going on, geopolitical, you know, Ukraine, Russia, war, China, Taiwan, uh, UK is melting down, Europe is melting down, Germany is freaking out. Uh, there's just a whole lot of uncertainty and stuff going on. And that can lead to, you know, the big F word. Yep. And that is fear. And so I want to take on fear and kind of hit it on the head and understand that, you know, when we have start to have conversation about fear and sometimes just change the languaging around it, it can really have an impact. You know, when we start to speak of it out loud, because as I'm talking to different individuals, They're not often saying that they're fearful, although you can see it clearly, uh, read it in their face, listen to their language. And there is a lot of fear. And the fear is uh, probably well-founded. But let's talk about what do we do in this scenario? What do we do to handle uh, the fear that strikes us? And, you know, one of the, I guess, the term that we often hear is frozen in fear. That's what can happen. Absolutely. And fear has just been ramped up over the last three years. I mean, not more than ever, I, I don't think, but I think it's been um, a way of controlling people or a way, you know, we're, we're afraid of, of walking outside. We're afraid of our neighbors the last couple of years. So fear has become a normal part of the narrative. If you're afraid of something, then maybe you're, you're going to be a little bit more careful or you're going to over-exaggerate something. But I think what we want to talk about here is How do we as human beings, when things and information are coming at us about finances and about viruses and about bank runs and all these things, and news has just gotten worse and worse and worse, if we don't shut down, right, and we 
are paralyzed with fear or frozen in fear, maybe there's a way to use fear or to identify it as maybe how can I bring in this information? Yes, it's a little bit scary, but instead of reacting to it, how do I respond in my own life? How do I take the information and the feedback that I'm getting from my own fear to make myself maybe more organized or to make myself more efficient or to make myself more prepared? We've been preparing for you know our whole lives for for things as entrepreneurs for our future for our quote unquote retirement. You know we're on that Freedom ninety five plan now, but ultimately if we're going to be activated every time we hear bad news or every time something happens, then we're not in our our highest self and making decisions from our best place. Well, there's a couple things around it, and I'm a big proponent of just watching our language. You know, and that was something I learned years ago in whatever Tony Robbins book I was reading at the time. I don't remember which one it was, but he was just talking about the power of language and how it impacts us. You know, you can be in a meeting and somebody can say something and it can really piss you off. Or somebody can, that same person can be in the meeting and they say something and it really perturbs you. It really annoys you. Or it offends you. You know, but the word offends you. Okay, that's a, by the way, folks, that was, of course, this last week's topic, if in case you missed it. But the point is this, is that our language really dictates sometimes in what drives our emotion. And so fear is very emotional. And we have to, I guess, give it some context. First and foremost is always remember fear has a purpose. And that fear is, in fact, to protect us. It is the old story is, is that a lion in the, in the tall grass over there or... You know, what is it that I need to be aware of? And is what, is, what am I doing that's going to protect me from that lion? So fear does have a place in life. But what we see more and more is how it will also keep you stuck and keep you from moving forward. And that's really what this is about. So if we take the word fear and, you know, people being afraid or being fearful, being frozen in fear, being paralyzed, because that's one of the topics that we have to address, you know, in this world today. In spite of what's going on, we still have to figure out how do we move forward? How do we work within this kind of uncertain environment and what do we do with it? So here's a kind of a, a different word that I prefer to use, and it all plays into that, which is being concerned. One is saying that there's probably some issues, there's some things that I want to address, and I'm going to proactively look at that. Being fearful will often be the scenario that stops you from making a decision or moving forward. And we're seeing that more and more. And I think if we can identify it as fear and without reacting or without activating our, our, our fear reaction, is it something that we can use? And can we get the feedback from what it is? Are we afraid of loss? Are we afraid of losing relationships, money? Are we afraid of our future? Are we afraid for our kids? So if we can start to identify what it is that we're concerned about. Well, right now, many people are concerned about money, about their finances, about their future, about their savings, about what's going on. There's some concern. But if it turns into fear, I think that's what makes people panic. And I think what I don't want to see happen in the next little while is, as things get a little tighter over economically, et cetera, is for panic actions. I mean, we saw it early in the pandemic where people were buying cases of toilet paper. 
That's panicking based on an unfounded fear. And now I found out that Costco doesn't take returns on toilet paper anymore. It doesn't really serve us, right? I mean, we didn't do it because we're constantly replenishing our, our stuff. But ultimately, we have to have a plan, you know, as human beings, as entrepreneurs, as business owners, as heads of families and as leaders, is that we're having to see and seeing what's in that long grass, you know, and, and because our physiology is connected to what's called fight or flight. When fear gets activated, our adrenaline goes up, our cortisone level, cortisol levels fire, and then it actually shortens the distance of, between the brain, the thought, and our actions. And we start, we can panic. And when that panic hits, it's really difficult to unwind it. So I think we want to unpack the concern, but we also want to say, okay, what are the action steps to, to maybe stay away from the panic that fear can create? Well, I think that, you know, you've said a couple of things there that we will really kind of prevent that whole panic scenario. So, and that is first off having a plan, but, you know, let's go back to, you know, the birthday party this past weekend, nieces and nephews, mature, actually quite accomplished at a, at an early age and they're in an early stage in their life. But when we're at, when I'm having conversations and when I'm having conversations, they talk about the uncertainty and just how screwed up the world is and as we kind of unpack that a little bit and I get, you know, curious as I'm apt to do with those, uh, with, uh, I got I got to quit calling them kids, but anyways, to me, they're all kids still. And the point is that they don't really, they're not particularly well-read. They don't research things all that well. They're very much bought into the mainstream media, which if nothing we've learned over the past three years is that mainstream media at best is a, I guess a, a script or a narrative that, you know, whoever wants you to hear that narrative wants you to hear that narrative. Now, I, I know that can get a little bit, I guess, debatable, if you will, you know, because it's down a path that's going, no, that's what it is. They're giving you information, but I'm not going to go down there. What I'm saying is, is that it's up to us to actually research it deeper than what you might hear on the six o'clock news in a three minute segment. So the point is that when we look at fear versus concern, we start to say, okay, well, how do we create a plan? You nailed it. I think you hit it right on the head is that first off, Let's identify what your concerns are. Then from that, you research to say, well, what is driving those concerns? What's behind those concerns? And finding out what's real, what's speculative, what's conspiracy theory. But at whatever you determine based on your research, then you can start to say, okay, given my thesis that I've arrived at with the research that I've done, I'm going to start to put a plan in place to execute so that you're actually being proactive, not reactive. And I want to say something before I forget to say it, which is, you know, there's a, there's a, a quote that's saying, being brave is not the absence of fear, right? It's not the absence of fear. It's having the courage to go forward and face the fear. And even when you're being brave, when you're being courageous, it's not the absence of fear. But when we take the word fear out of the equation and say, I have some concerns, then we can start to make a plan based on those concerns. Hopefully you've done the research to say, oh, okay, those, you know, those are real concerns. Or, no, you know, something I've been concerned about, something that I shouldn't have to be even concerned about right now. You know, I'm telling myself a story, which is keeping me stuck. It's stopping from me from making decisions. Yeah, and when it stops us or human beings from making decisions and we stop, life still goes on. There is no staying still. We're either moving forward or, or we're going backwards. And I think what I I've learned over the years, especially in high-level sport, is that the fear is also fuel. 
the fear can be fuel to move you forward, or it's a place of feedback to keep you safe. Okay, check in. I'm afraid of falling. Okay, great. Wear a helmet. So check in on what it is that you can control when it comes to the fear, because fear can also be redefined as excitement in somewhere. So yes, I can be concerned about something if it's an on the negative, but I can also be excited about something that can be something that can be translated into something new. But we're talking about kind of a global uh, uh, issues that are going on right now. There's something that also is activating the physiology when it comes to fear porn. It's called fear porn. It starts to build in our body on a cellular level. So we start to filter through things through a fear filter first, which is a survival filter. So if we can shift that survival filter and say, okay, yes, that is not a lion in the grass. It's actually somebody that's coming to bring me brunch, you know, but we don't know it because we can't see it. But if we're filtering it through the fear filter, then our first reaction is to panic. So when we start to make a plan around what we're concerned about, then we can also see that maybe some of the things that are coming into the future, we don't have to be afraid of. Maybe we can be a little bit excited about change. Maybe we can be a little bit motivated about having to move through being stuck in the fear or in the quagmire of all the mixed messages out there. Because what happens when a confused mind, a conf I love the saying, a confused mind always says no. A confused mind always says no. So a confused mind is also a fearful mind. So there's a lot of things that we can be afraid of right now, but fear isn't one of them. So if you're afraid of being afraid, that's your first clue to take a look at what is it that you're truly concerned about. Take some time, journal, meditate on it, because we have to have the courage going forward. The, the brave ones are going to move forward, make decisions, and that's where leadership's going to live. So don't let fear be your first go-to. Notice it, flip it, see if you can turn it into a concern, understand that there's some action needs to be taken and it doesn't have to be a panic action. But if you step back and go, is this realistic or is this a, it's not even a three minute soundbite, hon, on the news. These are like 30 seconds to 60 second sound bites, And people are making decisions based on what they're putting in their body, where they're moving, how they're taking their money in the bank or out of the bank or making this stock buy or that selling this car. Like it is so dramatic right now. So I would just love for us to sit back pause, take a breath, maybe journal, meditate, write some things down that you're truly concerned about. And then to your point, how do you begin to make a plan around moving forward one step at a time? Well, let's go back to, you know, some of what's drove this, you know, I talk about, you know, nieces and nephews that I had conversations with this past weekend, but it was also driven by, you know, the rain community, of course, is some pretty savvy investors, you know, some pretty sophisticated individuals but there's also those, those that are going, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to turn. And so they stay, uh, you know, I'm going to say frozen in fear, paralyzed by the, you know, the clickbait headlines or the, or what ifs. We're actually afraid of the what ifs. That's what I heard a lot this weekend. Well, what if, well, what if this crashes? What if, what if, well, okay, well, what if none of it happens? So this goes back to, you know, when you do research, when you have concerns and you do your research, so you got to take the emotion out of it. Fear is very, very emotional, right? So especially in the fact that we're not facing lions in the grass. You know, we are living our lives at the effect of things that we have no control over. Bad government decisions or different government decisions, uh, the geopolitical issues that are going on, bank rates 
you know, going higher and or banks melting down. So here's the thing about it. If you've got concerns, rather than do nothing and then be at the effect of having, I guess, the reactive kind of plan. So in other words, being reactive as opposed to proactive is that we sometimes have to create a thesis around it. So for example, with you and I in our businesses, we've got literally three operating businesses all doing well to different levels. But we're also saying, okay, but we have to consider that there's a few things that are happening that we have to kind of, we have legitimate concerns about given what's happening happening economically. So we have to plan for that. So we do that within our businesses. So how we manage our cash flow, uh, manage our expenses, uh, how we, you know, try and uh, create, you know, make sure that we're liquid. Uh, we've got debt under control, whatever that might be, you know, plus then we look at what we're doing personally, you know, so there's, okay, do we believe there's going to be a fiat currency meltdown of some sort? Well, no, probably not. It's a possibility. Is it a probability? Maybe. So what do we do? We say, okay, well, it's a concern. We don't have to lose sleep over it. But what if we just plan for it and say, okay, well, given what's happening there, why don't we look at precious metals as a hedge against that possibility? What, you know, is food going to spike to crazy prices and is there going to be a food shortage? Yeah, Canada, probably not. Maybe to some degree. Uh, is it a possibility? Sure, it's a possibility. Is it a probability? Ah, not so sure. But it's a concern. So we say, okay, to what degree will we plan for that and offset that? Will we actually, you know, make sure that we've got extra things in the cupboard so that if we are shut down again for a week or 10 days that we have a plan for that? So the point is, is that if you're fearful, you may overreact because you're being reactionary. You're not being thoughtful. You're not doing the research and you're not addressing a concern and the level of concern. You know, what is the level of concern? Is this a, uh, we had a scale and a scale of, a scale of zero to 10 where, you know, 10 is high and zero is low. Is it a three or is it a seven or is it a 10? You know, is it a 12? So we have to look at all those things and then plan accordingly and put in place and run in parallel because through that all, we have to still continue to live our life and not be shut down by it. We can't go down in our basements and hang out on the couch and watch TV. We have to actually continue to do business and do our life. And in parallel, we hedge our bet where we can hedge our bet. So that's the difference between being concerned and having a plan and being fearful and waiting to be reactive. Yeah, very good point. I think um, I think lots of people would like to go down in the basement and sit on the couch and have the government give them money. I mean, we saw that happen during you know, the first couple of years of this. And I, that worries me because it does change the satiation or our ability to process fear and our ability to process decision makings in our own lives. You know, and some of the tactics that, you know, maybe if, if it's okay for me to share is that when I get afraid or if I'm starting to feel a certain charge in my body and I'm getting information that's activating that that panic or that fear response is breathing. Breathing really helps. Breathing to me is the number one key thing to do that helps me focus on my plan. So we have, I have a couple little games that I play. The first one is I have a sleep at night fund. I have different financial, we have different financial plans that have, we've worked. One of the ones that I really appreciate that we committed to early on in our marriage was to live under our means, um, to live and to have what we want to, and to build and to grow but never to live up to what we earn. I learned that working in the in the NHL with hockey players. They would make a million dollars and then they would live up to the million dollar line and they would have to get a raise or 
something would happen, but then they're making $7 million. Next thing you know, they're moving into a $6.5 million house. So it was a, a real wake up call for me. And it scared me because I realized is that's also a mentality. If I'm not taking care of the finances in a way that doesn't create panic or fear, of, you know, I'm going to get to the end of the month and there's maybe too much month left at the end of the money. So little things like I, I refuse to carry any consumer debt. I mean, I know that's difficult and I'm so grateful that I learned that lesson. You know, I learned the hard way, you know, as a, as a young university student, I used to just throw my bills in the garbage because I just, I didn't understand the power of money and, and I, I paid the price for that. But later on, I started to realize that I needed to remove the fear for me around finances and future and money, et cetera. And what I did was to really understand how credit worked. So I'm no longer afraid financially. My fears are showing up differently, you know, with kids and grandkids and the things that what is their future going to be? So those are the things that I want to bring into my awareness so that I can help our kids and nieces and nephews and grandkids, et cetera, and the people around us make some plans in, in, a, in the direction because you can't unwind certain things that have happened right now. And it is scary for a lot of people. But I also know that in your life, if you're listening to this still in your life, there are things that you can control and that you have done a good job on. So focus on those things and see if you can get more feedback on the things that you have done well and the things that you're not afraid of. Where are you confident? Where are you brave? What is the gain instead of just the gap? Because I know when we talk about the book, The Gap and the Gain, there's so much fear that lives in that gap. But I think, you know, if you can take something forward and it's one of the biggest things that you're afraid of, maybe in one of your seven areas is, is it's maybe you just lost your job or you've been you've walked away from a job for whatever reason. What is it that you can control? And I find that really helps manage fear. Well, this is something that, you know, something that you said is that, you know, certainly we came with this podcast understanding that, you know, we're not speaking to the masses. And, you know, really, if anything, if you're listening to this, it's really just time to say, well, what's going to set you apart from the masses? And and ultimately, people go down this path because it seems the right thing that everybody else is doing it. And we're kind of the contrarian in those conversations. You know, if everybody's going right, you, know, you better look left. There's something missing, probably. So that's part of why we even drive this conversation and, and understand, because we are talking to a lot of people and we see the different perspectives that people have of how they make choices and how they make decisions to move forward in where they get stuck and actually don't move forward. You know, it's, you know, I think about rain, for example, 30 years we've been around, I've been part of this organization for 22 years and I'm talking about the real estate investment network and we, you know, we're thousands of real estate investors. And I see the uncertainty that people are facing today and they're frozen by that uncertainty where there's those who have experience going, no, this is the time that where I can really capitalize and leverage this uncertainty to move forward. You know, we've kind of always been that lighthouse in the storm, that place to get grounded because we've been through this before. And so wherever you are in your life and what you're doing in your business, your careers, perhaps we start to understand that seek the lighthouse. Where can you get grounded and what can you not only do for yourself, but what is the environment? We've talked about this so many times. What is the environment that you can step into, create for yourself? What is the environment that you can find? you're not alone in this and you don't have to be alone. I think that's a very, very strong message. You know, when we think about coaching programs that we've run over the years, one of the insights that I think most people get is that they realize that in this, you know, a small group of people that everybody is facing different levels of fear, of uncertainty, of, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. And then all of a sudden you get into a group of people where creativity can start to uh, show up 
you know, there's a phrase that we like to use or I use often, which is confidence is rarely owned. It's almost always borrowed. And where is confidence borrowed? It's borrowed from like-minded individuals when you put yourself into that environment. And this is the whole point is to really sit back, get a handle on what your concerns are, create that thesis, and then put a plan together. And by the way, you're not always going to be right. You're going to choose a path and you're going to go, oh gosh, this is the wrong path. Or you're going to face obstacles. But at the end of the day, what your role is, is to go through those obstacles, to have the courage in spite of the fear to move forward with a plan that's based on your kind of insights into what's happening and the thesis that you develop. What's your thoughts? Well, I think we only have as much information as we can have in the moment. And we're getting this information overload thing right now happening on such a a high, high level and a pace that is unprecedented. So I think there's some skills that, you know, we can we talk about in our shift coaching program or in Mindset Matters in our our three month program is that how do we how do we perceive it? How do we shift our focus? How do we shift our energy and our actions? So that we are taking forward even a small step in a direction that we want to go on our plan. Making a plan is honestly, to me, the easiest, safest, most um, impactful tool that we can have. Does the plan change? Absolutely. But if we know what direction, if we're going to Jasper, we want to take Highway 16 and there's a there, you know something on the road, we just take another highway. We go around the back roads. We're still going to Jasper. And I will say to the athletes, we're going world championships next week in Japan, in, in Saitama. And there's a lot of fear going on right now of travel, of losing, of winning. And it's crazy the amount of fear. But the goal hasn't changed. We're still going to Japan. We're still going to win. So let's ride that fear. Try to even out some of the highs and the lows so that the decisions that you make are still moving you towards the goal. Because ultimately, when you have a plan and you want to stick to that plan and you have a desired outcome that is bigger than that and you know what your why is, it doesn't matter really how much fear porn shows up in your life because it's going to keep happening. Just don't shut down around it. Give yourself an opening. Surround yourself with like-minded people. That's what we do with with Quantum Speed, with ProSkate, with Rain, Ice Academy Montreal. Like-minded people have the energy and the commitment and the shared and borrowed confidence that sometimes we need when we don't feel it ourselves. So don't get caught in a silo. If people, if the powers that be say, go stay home and sit in your basement and don't talk to your neighbors, stop it. Do the opposite. Do the opposite because that inertia that happens when we sit in our fear is so addictive and so powerful that it takes a lot to get that, that, <laughs> that boat going again. So, so if you can, pause, stop it. Don't give into it. The inertia that it takes to overcome it can be exhausting. And sometimes people will just give up. And I don't want to see that. People that are listening to this podcast, we're leaders. I know you're a leader. This, our family this weekend, seeing, you know, our daughter and grandkids and all the nieces and nephews living their lives. We want to create that conversation for them. So they're not just watching the news, shutting down, sitting in the basement, putting bubble wrap on their children. You know, we still have to live. Whatever you're saying, Patrick, as well, financially, things are happening. Is it a possibility? Mm, Is it a probability? Maybe. Plan for it. Don't stick your head in the sand. Okay, so as we wind this down, let's kind of bring a summary home. You know, think about what you're operating on top of if you are. Are you feeling frozen in fear? Can you identify that feeling as fear, that emotional kind of decision-making that you might be making 
rather than having a plan and a thought process. Turn that fear, use the language of I have some concerns rather than I'm freaked out or I'm afraid. You know, even shifting to the word concern and understanding the meaning of the word concern changes how you approach what you're concerned about. You know, make that list so you can identify the fears that you've got and identify them, like put a name to that, you know, have some clarity around it. And then the other thing to consider as you wind, as we wind this down is, you know, put a name to it, but also what are you working backwards from? In other words, what's the outcome that you're afraid to move forward towards? You know, when we talked about real estate, it was like, okay, well, I wanted to be a real estate investor. Now it's all too weird. Like there's not enough listings, the real the interest rates still going up, prices are going to crash because everybody says there's a bubble, you know, all of the old stories. And we've been through similar cycles many times before. The point is this, get clear on what it is, develop a thesis. And if the thesis is, I think the world's going to come to an end, well then plan for it that way. But don't live into a reactionary world. Don't allow yourself to get caught in a reactionary world. Rather, look and say, where can I be proactive? And what does that need to look like? And sometimes it's going to be, I need to buy more down my debt. I need to sell this car because I can't carry this loan anymore. You know, where are you going to take responsibility for the financial challenges that you might be facing, if that's in fact the case? So make a plan. Be proactive in your thought process based on the research that you've got, not just the clickbait headlines and mainstream media, because ultimately there's always an agenda there. So go deeper and find the sources of information that you can tap into so that you can make very wise decisions and research decisions, educated decisions, not emotional decisions. Every month we talk about this as, you know, look at the data, not the headlines. Look at the data, get out of the emotion make those decisions based on that data. Well, well said. I think if we do that and we can look at what's really going on and we can, you know, look behind the curtain, sometimes there is just a little green man running things and we're reacting and jumping and, you know, the, the Wizard of Oz scenario, right? Where the, the guy, it was just this little guy pushing all the levers and everybody going, you know what, I've had it all along. And don't give up. Don't step over what you do have today. Look at it, be reasonable, take a step back, breathe, ask questions. You know, what I've really gotten good at is asking questions. You know, if I don't understand what's happening or somebody sends me a random email or looking, look at this from the World Economic Forum or look at this from Agenda 21 or the UN, I, I don't know what to do with it, but I read it and then I look underneath it and I go, what's reasonable today? What am I dealing with today? Oh, actually, you know, we need to do this, this and this around our household oh, we should really clean up something in our finances or maybe we should go and do something um, when it comes, to, I don't know, make a new plan when it comes to a, a business. Maybe we need to up level or elevate or here's the other thing. Maybe it's time to let something go. So to me, fear is feedback. I love the word concern. I think shifting it into a concern gives me more power. Share the confidence and, and borrow confidence from people of like mind and know that you're not alone. I think that's the biggest thing. You're not alone. Beautiful. You're not alone. And you've always got the Mindset Matters podcast to come back to. I think that this was a, I love this conversation, by the way. And, you know, I always come back to whether I have come to believe it over this many years is that it is in the uncertainty that opportunities get created because it is in the uncertainty 
that people make emotional decisions. And when people are making emotional decisions, we can be there with level heads and a plan to actually move ourselves forward towards our goals based on those emotional decisions. Stephanie, thanks so much. All right, we'll see you soon. That was fun. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. If you found value in the podcast, please take the time to rate and review and share with others, share with your friends. As it is my goal to always improve and to provide the highest value for you, the listener, if you have any comments, suggestions, or questions you'd like answered, please email me at ceo at raincanada.com. That's ceo at reincanada.com. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, Patrick out.